0: guys welcome back to crime cults and coffee i'm kelsey
1: i'm bryn and here we are in a hot room again (laughs) and then we're gonna be bitching in the winter when it's cold yeah probably so stay tuned for that (laughs) at least we could be like bundled up then but i'd rather be hot than cold
0: true i'm not gonna complain right now
1: yeah so we have a little bit of we have some stories today before we get started with our coffee review
0: yeah you start as i have mentioned in the past I think it was actually last week's episode. Um, I work at an urgent care, and the numbers of people have gone way up recently. So, I'm seeing, like, 75 people a day, which is absolutely crazy. So That's insane. Yeah, during, like, I was, like, you know, on top of my shit yesterday, and there were people coming in, and all of a sudden, this guy walks in, and... You know, the M.A.'s put a little note saying, like, why he's there. And they're like, leg injury. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, he came in with a cane. So I go into the room and I was like, what happened? And he's like, oh, like, I really should not be laughing at this because it's really bad. Oh, like (laughs) He's like, I fell off of a boat and my leg hit the dock and then I fell into the water. And I was like, oh, like, doesn't. He's like, and then the boat pinned me between like the boat and the dock and crushed me i was like what like it ran him over no like the boat was off but like the wake you know like you know oh how boats god. move it,
1: like oh my god pushed
0: him against and he's like
1: he literally could drown yeah
0: and he was like i was like drowning and i was like oh my god he's like yeah so i think i fractured some ribs i was like okay and i was like let me see your leg like how bad is it he's like it's really not bad so, I pulled, like, his band-aid off. It was a giant gash in his leg. So big. Uh, I probably... Well, let's just say I had to stitch it. It took an hour. And I had to put 20 stitches and in it his leg. And it wasn't that bad.
1: He's like, it was fine. Did That was from hitting the dock or did he hit the propeller? He hit
0: the dock on the like on the way down and there was something on the dock that must have like, oh, ripped his leg open. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, an hour later... 20 stitches and he was like thank you so much for your help and I come out and there was 30 people waiting in the hall <laughs> holy shit yeah it was a
1: mess oh
0: my god yeah I was like this is not
1: real life no and that's then another insanity. lady
0: came in later and she's like, I felt, first of all, the, pe- the fact that people come to urgent care with this kind of stuff just blows my mind. I
1: was going to say, like, he probably should have gone to the ER to the hospital, right? Yeah.
0: So, then another lady comes in. She was waiting three hours in the car, which I feel really bad about that. And in that case, I'm sorry. It must not be that urgent. Right. So, she's like, I fell yesterday. I hit my head. And I have some cuts. I was like, okay, like. Like you know, she was older,
1: but definitely not something to be nonchalantly sitting in the car for at an urgent care for three She's hours. Like, I have a really
0: bad headache. Oh god! She had huge laceration on her <gasps> face and on her arm. She's like, I can't feel my right arm; it's numb. Oh, I was oh. like, you need to go to the emergency room. And honey, right you're now. sitting in the car for three hours. Patient, it happened waiting. last night. She, I was like, you need to go to the emergency room right now. She's like, no. I was like, yeah, I, like, I'm not doing anything for you. You need to go to the emergency room. She was like, no, I'm not doing that. I was like, okay, you have to sign AMA papers then. Like, um, leaving the against fuck? medical advice. And she went home.
1: With a paralyzed arm. She's like, I can't feel it. What? Like, these people that come in there, sometimes I'm like, why I don't understand. do you come to the urgent care? Why? And I don't understand why some of the human race thinks they, like, know better than... People who have gone to school for this kind of stuff. I was
0: just shook, so I thought I would share.
1: Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, My story is just strange. So, I go to my friend's studio a couple times a week. Mind you, her building, her studio, is in a very, like, old historical area and street. And... (laughs) Our medium, Laura, has been there and has even said that there's a lot of energy in this building. Oh, really? I didn't
0: know she said that. Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: And she's said specific things about the energy in the building. And um, there's, like, a guru a couple buildings down who has also come in and... I mean... Even, so, like, I always have felt residual energy in there because there's people moving around. Like, there's a lot of movement in there. Yeah. You're releasing a lot of energy. You're leaving a lot of energy. Like, it, there's just a lot going on in there. So, and, and it's, it's a place of healing. Yeah. So, last night, though, this is the first time, and I haven't even told Emily yet. <laughs> I probably should tell her before she hears this on the podcast if she listens. Uh, but I told Kaylee, who was my teacher last night, that... Out of the corner of my eye at one point oh, no. I saw a woman standing in the doorway in the back of the room watching. What? Yeah, and then three more times throughout the night I saw this woman again in like my mind's eye. Like I didn't physically see yeah. her standing there, but I like I'd be like doing a movement and turning and I would see her. Yeah. Watching. What? Yeah. And that's never happened to me. Yeah, she seemed, like, friendly. She was just watching, like, observing. Interesting. And she had all I could tell from the, like, quick glimpses I was getting. She was in a dress and she had, like, darker hair. But she was watching and it kept, like, startling me because I kept thinking someone was over there. yeah, Standing and... The, we had the lights dimmed and stuff, so it was oh darker, God, and no. I was like, what the hell? No. And I didn't say anything, but later on, when I got home from class, I texted Kaylee, who taught the class that night, and I said to her, I'm like, I didn't want to freak anyone out, but there was spirit watching us move <laughs> tonight. What did she say? <laughs> Let me pull up the text. Was she freaked out? No, because it's, no, like, they, pe- like, people fe- say they feel... Oh. Okay. Energy in there a lot. So it's like a known thing that like
0: that spirit, spirit walks you. Yeah. And
1: Emily actually said, like, there's a lot of mirrors in there. Emily said recently, she's like, I didn't realize that apparently when there's two mirrors facing each other, it creates a portal. Oh dear God. <laughs> and she's like So not only is this a historical space, I've been like openly inviting Come on in this energy in because on, it's not, both sides of the walls don't have mirrors, but the one side oh has mirrors God. along it, and then there's a couple mirrors here and there for, like, decoration on one of the walls. And all the spirits are like, <laughs> come to this part of the town where
0: we can enter and go as we please. Yeah, well,
1: plus, I mean, there's definitely spirit there as, as, without without mirrors. that, because yeah. it's such a historical town, yeah. like, a lot has happened in that town, but, uh so I said to Kaylee, Uh, didn't want to freak everyone out, but there was spirit in the room for part of class today. And she goes, is that the first time you've picked up on something? Me and Emily always say we feel someone, but they're friendly. (laughs) And I was like, I told her what, what I just explained to you guys that I saw. And then I was like, first time I've actually seen someone there, I always feel the energy, mostly residual. From everyone moving so much. And I'm like, she was friendly just watching. And she goes, I literally say bye to her when I leave the studio after I close on Mondays. Shut up, ew. Don't want her to be mad at me. (laughs) I said, I should have today. I hope she doesn't hold a grudge. Now I know. We come in peace, lady. Yeah. But, yeah, that was what happened last night. And it's been really strange lately. I feel like I've, I've, a new level has kind of opened up for me. That's good. Within the last couple weeks. And I told you, my dreams have been insane yeah and i even had a premonition through a dream last week which i haven't talked about on here full-blown premonition and maybe i'll save that for the end of today's podcast if i remember yeah yeah but that's yeah
0: i think you should talk about it though
1: okay i'll bring it up at the end i
0: told everybody my work by (laughs) the
1: way what about the dream yeah Know
0: about your premonition? Oh yeah, yeah. Because they were talking about something related, and I was like, By "What do the they way. think?" Were they like, "Holy shit!" Because I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. All right. You want to talk about our coffee for
1: today? Yes. Let's get into our coffee review.
0: Yeah, So today is another Sweet Leaf coffee. Mm,
1: we love you, Sweet Leaf. We've said this Sweet many you. times
0: before. And if you don't remember, we reviewed them in episode thirty-eight as the big spiel. Um, that was Jalea Davis's case, um, and that was the Rocket Fuel, which was, like, yeah. our oh. top-rated coffee. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then we also did them again in episode 41, which was the part two of
1: our medium reading with Laura. So, both episodes had Jalea in that episode when we reviewed their coffee. That's interesting. That is... Yeah, that's a little strange. Yeah. I wonder why. And we're mentioning her now in this one. I know. But, yeah, this... I like this coffee a lot. Do you want to talk about what the name is and all that Yeah. Stuff? So the coffee we are reviewing from them today is called Guatemala Lavaz. Mm. And the notes are pecan, butterscotch, and raisin, which is like such a lovely sounding combination. <laughs> I know. Just a side note, before when we
0: got my dog, before we renamed her, her name was Raisin. 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 So fucking cute. They named... The little nugget raisin
1: <laughs> before we got her. <laughs> and Indy was Cool Whip. Raisin and Cool Whip. <laughs> Apparently the children really like different kinds of food because they're definitely the ones who pick the names. little kids. But yeah. raisin, that's so cute. Raisin. Yeah. I feel like I mean, not giving not giving away what we're talking about today yet, but just thinking about it now, pecan, butterscotch and raisin, that reminds me of a very like British combination. Yeah. And we didn't intentionally do that. Yeah, no. And the person we're discussing today was from England. Yeah. So that's just really odd. It is weird. I feel like it happens for a reason, though. Yeah. I like this coffee. I
0: immediately taste, and I I swear this word doesn't sound right anymore. We were talking about how to pronounce Pecan, pecan, (laughs) and we said it so many times that it doesn't sound real anymore to me. I think it sounds like a bird. It does, a toucan and And a pelican mixed.
1: (laughs) But But anyway, together and they make a pecan.
0: A pecan, pecan. (laughs) I don't know. I taste the pecan immediately. Yeah. The second I take this, I take like the first sip of it. It is very nutty to me,
1: which I like though, not in a bad way. It's it's good. Sorry, I'm sipping. I agree. That's what I taste. I taste maybe a tiny hint of the butterscotch yeah. towards, like, the middle. Yeah. But I don't taste the raisin at all. I don't either. I didn't even honestly know it was there. Like, yeah. you can't... I don't know. Definitely, like you said, a nuttier coffee. Yeah. I'm a fan of this one. Me too. A big fan. What would me you too. rate it? I don't know. <laughs> like, this... It actually reminds me of... What is it? It's like... It's like the first sip is so it
0: does remind me of something. It's like almost nostalgic. Mm hmm. Maybe a type of cookie or something. Maybe. It sounds like a combination of a cookie. Yeah.
1: It that's the best way to describe it though. It's some it tastes like something very nostalgic. Yeah. But in a good way. Yeah. I'd give this an eight. I would probably give this between an eight, eight point five. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. It's Delicious. does not
0: disappoint. No, We love you, sweetly. Yes, so listen back and hear about their place and how, you know, we got to know them and their shop and everything because you guys have to check them out.
1: They were very cool. And as, sorry, I just burped, as, I don't I hope it didn't (laughs) pick it up, as mentioned, (laughs) I cannot wait to visit once we can go into the city again and adventure and yeah unfortunately enjoy. I feel like that's gonna be anytime soon but in the future yes we will definitely be making a stop to visit in person yes and on we onward on we go onward to the case so grab, grab your coffee, coffee and, and have a morning, morning with us. us so this week we are covering the case of Grace Mullane Her full name is Grace Emmy Rose Mullane. I feel like that's a very British name. I love it. Me too. It's very flowery. Yeah, and just beautiful. Yeah. She was born December 2nd, 1996. So she's a little sad like me. She was from Wickford, Essex, which is in England. She recently graduated from the University of Lincoln with a bachelor's degree in advertising and marketing. And she was actually on a backpacking tour during her gap year while this cool. story took place. Yeah, that's so awesome. And she was doing it all by herself. I was just going to
0: say, I wish I had the balls to do something like that on my own. Yeah. it would be amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like the way she has been described and things that we read while researching, she definitely was very, like, spontaneous. Independent. And, yeah. Yeah, for how young she was. Yeah. So, she played hockey at the University of Lincoln, which cool. is so fucking cool. She was close with her family and friends and in touch with some of them daily. Like, mm-hmm. she was very, very much of a family-oriented person. Yeah. She was described as friendly, free-spirited, and her father said that she was, quote, a lovely, outgoing, fun-loving, and family-oriented daughter. Oh. Yeah. Her family also described her as, quote, our sunshine. Aww. She was an adventurous traveler, obviously. <laughs> and her best friend was Amina Ashcroft. She was actually one of the last people to hear from Grace after she disappeared. Right before she disappeared, I'm sorry. And Grace had texted telling her she was on a date with the manager of an oil company. And this was something she said to her. This was actually like the last message she got from her Ugh. quote literally i click with him so well i will let you know what happens tomorrow then she said quote out of everyone from lincoln you are my favorite Ugh. which makes me want to cry i mean what what beautiful last like last uh, last words to have from your friend oh my god it literally couldn't have been any better yeah and as i mentioned those were the last messages that she ever received that broke my heart
0: yeah yeah So, now we're going to move on to the disappearance. So, Malayne decided, like we said, she was doing her backpacking thing, but she decided to go on a two-week trip to New Zealand after spending six weeks in South America.
1: Wow, you go, girl.
0: that's amazing. The fact that... I don't know. That's just amazing to me. She got to New Zealand on November 20th, 2018, and she arrived in Auckland on November 30th. So, just a little timeline for you. She was... Seen at 9 p.m. on December 1st of 2018, and this was actually the night before her 22nd birthday. Uh, I know. That's just eerie in itself to me.
1: That, I no, I feel like this is already such a horrible, horrible case, and that being on top of it just, like... Makes it even worse. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she was seen
0: at 9 p.m. on Victoria Street in Auckland Central Business D- District. At 9.15, she was seen on CCTV at Sky City, which was basically, like, a big entertainment complex, and it had, like, a casino in it, a bunch of other stuff. Mm -hmm. So, Grace was last seen at 9.41 p.m. at the City Life Hotel on Queen Street with a man named Jesse Kempson. Yeah, and, well talk about him get into in that everything yeah so on to the investigation that was basically just her disappearance now we're talking about the investigation so Grace's parents became you know concerned after she wasn't answering her birthday text that they sent her on her birthday of December 2nd which any parent would you know mm-hmm. that's something that you reply to immediately which maybe was a blessing in disguise that they were like oh my gosh she's not answering and they
1: and it was like just only the di- The day after, maybe even, like, hours after she was last seen. Right. Yeah.
0: Her parents then reported her missing three days later, Mm -hmm. and the police started their investigation. During the investigation, the hotel staff told investigators that Grace never returned to her room the night she was last seen. Weird. Yeah. Police initially said there was, quote, no evidence of foul play, and then later gathered evidence that she was, quote, no longer alive. So, just take that as it is for now. Announced December 8th that they were treating it as a homicide investigation. Grace's body was found on December 9th, around 4 p.m., in a suitcase in a shallow grave. This was off Scenic Drive in the y Ranges, which was... 12 miles west of central Auckland, and that was remember where she was last seen.
1: So, the next days subsequent to the finding of her body involved, post mortem exam, and investigations of the place where her body was found. The police believed there was a shovel involved with Grace's case and asked for the public's help in finding this shovel. I'm surprised. Yeah, that they even kind of released that.
0: That's something that I feel like the media should not have known. I don't know, but maybe it helped.
1: It helped, obviously, but... So, a shovel fitting the description was actually found December 13th. I feel like this investigation moved along quickly. Like, from the 9th where her body was found and then the 13th is when the shovel yeah. was found? And even from the 2nd or 3 days later, her parents reporting her missing
0: to, to then finding, finding her. her. Yeah. yeah,
1: Very quick. Yeah. So they also asked for the public's help in tracking down the rental car that Kempson leased from December 2nd to the 3rd, which we will also kind of get into once we get into a timeline of everything that came out. Yeah, and just remember right now, Kempson is the man that she was last seen with. Right. So he leased a rental car from December 2nd to 3rd. They're trying to find this car. They ended up finding out that it was re-leased and ended up being in Topo on December 8th which was 171 miles south of Auckland. So now getting into a timeline that they ended up putting together for this case. Amazing. CCTV played a huge part in putting this timeline together. And here is the known timeline for what happened on December 1st, 2018, into the following day and up until what we just talked about. Yeah. Um, I have to say there there are details it's not graphic graphic details but there are details that could be upsetting for people with just the information of how things came about yeah so grace left the base backpackers hostel in auckland and she went into the city center streets dressed in a knee-length black dress and had a small handbag with her before meeting up with grace kemson again the man who she met up met up with went to a local bar the bluestone room and this was right next to the city life hotel where he was living the cctv shows him drink four bottles of beer in the half an hour before he met grace Jesus he was Christ. like pounding bath beers i mean maybe some people could argue oh he like maybe he was nervous you know yeah but i feel like that's, that's a it, lot of beer that's a half extreme hour. for the first time meeting someone mm-hmm. i don't know not me to judge yeah uh grace was at the base of the sky tower early while he was pounding these beers back she actually took a photo of a christmas tree to send to her parents and the sky tower is a well no- is well known in new zealand and this is where they had agreed to meet each other So, Kempson arrived, and they greeted each other and hugged. Again, this was all caught on CCTV footage. They then went to Andy's Burger and Bar on the first floor of the adjacent Sky City complex. They ordered some drinks and talked at a table, and their entire time at this bar was caught on video. Amazing. Yeah. An hour and a half later, they left and went to a restaurant less than a block away block away called the Mexican Cafe, and they stayed there for about an hour and 15 minutes. During this time, they had two jugs of margaritas and one of sangria.
0: Damn. So they
1: were hounding back those drinks. Especially
0: him, too, with the four-beer base that he had going into it.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I feel like that, like, is up to a point a good way to like let your guard down and feel more comfortable around someone you're just meeting especially someone you met on I don't know if we mentioned they met on tinder um and to just like get the conversation flowing without feeling like you have a barrier up but at the same time I feel like that's just a lot of alcohol in a short amount In of time. In a short amount of time. Yeah. But maybe yeah. that maybe it was going that well that they didn't even realize and they're like, Oh, another one. Freaking, another, you know? Yeah. Who knows? That's me speculating.
0: Yeah. So then they left and headed to the Bluestone room, which again, this is where he was before meeting up with Grace. They ordered drinks and sat at a table to talk. Grace from the CCTV, appeared happy, interactive, and she was smiling.
1: So there was like no concern at yeah, this point. At or this whatever. point,
0: no. At 8.40 p.m., Kempson put his hand behind Grace's head and pulls it towards his, kissing her for a second or so. They kissed several more times over the next hour. At some point, Grace checked her phone and sent her last text to her friend, Amina, the mm-hmm. one that we talked about earlier. Kemsen also went on his phone and posted a comment on her Facebook page. This is Grace's Facebook page. Yeah, 9.29 p.m. on December 1st, he wrote, quote, Beautiful, very radiant under Grace's updated profile picture. Which I think that's a little weird to do when you're with the person.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless, like, I mean, we don't know everything that was on this video unless he was literally like, I'm commenting on your picture, right? You know what I mean? That's true. But that'd be weird, though. Also, he's had a lot to fucking drink. Like you said, he pounded four beers before he even met up with her, and then he had all this on top of it. Like, he probably wasn't even in a clear-thinking mindset. Yeah, like that—that that would explain it. If it is like in an odd way, yeah. Why?
0: Yeah. So the detective identified Kempson as a person of interest from this comment. Actually, after nine thirty p.m., they left and went to the lobby of the City Life Hotel, entered the elevator, and headed towards room three hundred eight. At some point after, Grace was murdered in the hotel room. Let's be clear, there was never a call made to emergency services for
1: help of any kind at this point or ever. So, even if something happened where it was an accident... Nobody called. That right there shows, yeah, you never asked for help. You never called and said, oh my God, this this happened.
0: happened." Yeah. Yeah. At 1.30 a.m. on Sunday, um, he searched the internet using his phone and he looked up, quote, hottest fire and, quote, to decree ranges. So,
1: those are just a couple things that he looked up. So, already searching ways to dispose of her body.
0: And he also went on Pornhub and watched some videos.
1: Which, that right there, I'm sorry, sho- <clears throat> shows how sick... This man was because this woman is dead in the room with you and you're watching porn. porn. Like there's yep. no excuse for that. No. Just no, remorse what, a at all. no what a disgusting fucking human being. What a disgusting fucking human being. And that makes me think like all the Was he feeding her drinks? Again, this is me speculating. Was he feeding her drinks, trying to, like, incapacitate her? To get her to that point. Yeah, or to, like, convince her to come up to the room with him, or to be able to take advantage of her? Was this a pre-planned thing? Or was he drinking that much to be able to carry out what he did? It gets
0: worse, though. This man was sick. He then took seven intimate photos of Grace's body...
1: Yeah, which I had read there were literally, like, close-ups of her, and he manipulated the body in different ways to get photos that he wanted. disgusting. Which, how are you even human? You're not. And you went on a date with this woman. You're not. You, like, the thing that really sickens me the most about this whole case is, number one besides this girl losing her life obviously she was never able to find the love she was clearly looking for because because she went yeah she went on this dating site and literally told her best friend she thought it was going well like in her head she might have thought oh my god i might have found the love of my life Mm -hmm. and then this man took her life yeah like that makes me sick to my fucking
0: stomach Well, clearly it didn't affect him at all, because the next morning, while Grace was still in the room, obviously, at this point, or her body, he texted another woman from Tinder to set up a date for later that day. I can't. It's disgusting. I can't. He was caught after buying a suitcase on CCTV from a leisure store, then to a supermarket to buy cleaning products and a car rental place where he rented a red Toyota hatchback car. In the afternoon, which, by the way, is very planned. Mm-hmm. Everything is very planned. Mm-hmm. In the afternoon, he met up with the woman from Tinder that he had been texting. They so this is
1: literally hours after he kills. went on a date with this woman and yeah. murdered her. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, he met this woman at a bar called Revelry told her that all his friends were police officers and that his closest friend was coming to New Zealand to be a crown prosecutor. They talked about a murder trial that she had attended. He told her, quote, It's crazy how guys can make one wrong move and go to jail for the rest of their life. What?
1: He was a fucking sicko. What? Obviously, but I mean... I... (sighs) I... (laughs) <laughs> like, what? Keep going, and I'll, I'll I'll comment after. Then, allegedly, he
0: said he heard about a guy who asked his girlfriend to have rough sex, but it had gone wrong, and she died in the process. So, he was basically maybe telling what happened yeah. the night before. Yeah.
1: And I had, in the article where that information came from, I had read that, like, during trials and stuff, there was speculation that he did that in order to kind of put out his first feelers with like how he can take his story, how people would react. Yeah. Like he was testing it out. Yeah. This girl that he told this to in on one
0: of this date, yeah. Could you imagine like the shock that she had um,
1: after Um I included in we'll include it in our show notes and on our Facebook as usual in the resources. I included an article with the Tinder date, the day after the murder. It's a whole article interviewing her oh my and what was talked about and her perspective on it. And like she was like creeped out by this man. Like she said she could tell he was lying about certain things. Like obviously not to the extent where she knew he murdered someone, mm-hmm. but to the point where like he wanted to her walk he wanted to walk back to her car with her after and she's like oh I'm parked all the way over here and like walked a separate way even though she wasn't like she was like smart girl (laughs) yeah she got like weird vibes but we're including that whole article obviously this story is about Grace Moline not about him and the The dates he went on but there were some interesting things with what she had to say so we'll include that if you guys want to read on your own time yeah so at 5 45 p.m on December 2nd
0: um which is the day after, and this is um, her birthday, he got back to his room and hired a machine called a rug doctor. So I wonder what he was going to use that for Mm -hmm. to clearly clean the rug. Mm -hmm. Quote, then parked his rental car outside the hotel, picked up a trolley from the reception, went upstairs and returned with the trolley, uh, which was now carrying two large suitcases... One of which was the same as the one that he bought earlier in the day. Remember, they saw it on CCTV. Mm -hmm. He loaded the cases into the car and moved it to a nearby park. And that was a quote from Sky News. Oh,
1: my God. I'm just so happy. The fact that all of this is on CCTV. That's what I was going to say. I'm just so happy they caught literally each move he made on camera. To put him everywhere, yeah. Yeah.
0: He then changed his clothes throughout the day. You could see it on the on the CCTV. Around six fifteen a.m. Monday, um, he was filmed leaving the hotel and driving off in his car. And he stopped to buy a shovel, mm-hmm. and then buried her.
1: So maybe that's maybe that's like kind of one of the earlier videos they had, and that's why they were like, "Oh, we need to find this the shovel." shovel. Yeah. yeah. So moving on to his arrest. Now that you guys are all caught up with everything that happened in between and led to this point uh jesse shane Kempson, who was 26 at the time and i hate saying his full fucking name but there we are was taken into police custody on december 8th at 3 p.m they found out that he was staying at the city life hotel in central auckland he was charged with murder on december 10th 2018 after appearing in district court and there is background info on Kempson, but none is relevant to this case, so we aren't discussing it. Yeah. We don't need to know about him. And I was actually uh, um, very irritated and upset when researching background information because whole articles came up about his background, which I could give two shits about. Literally nothing to and do with this or yeah, anything. Yeah, and it was somewhat difficult finding more background information on Grace. I think part of it is people's pure
0: interest of, like, why... Like, what what led him to this point. Yeah,
1: Yeah, but at the same time, have more information on the people who were affected, too. Yeah. Yeah, the victims. Like, she was a beautiful, young, thriving girl who lost her life literally looking for love. Yeah. Like, that's just awful. So... Uh, There was a 20-day gag order in place, but this could not be enforced for media outside of New Zealand. And the UK decided to publish Kempson's name, and it started trending. Which, I have, like, mixed feelings about this, because part of me was like, who gives a fuck? Everyone should know who he is, right? Yeah. But technically, there hasn't been a trial yet, and I... For a trial. Yeah, right. And I also read in some articles that... The gag order was put in place also partially for the family because they were like, we don't want him to get media attention. Um, no one should know his name. They should know Grace's name. Like, they didn't want all the attention put on him. On him, yeah, which, which makes sense. I completely see that side of it, yeah. you know? So, moving on to court. In Auckland High Court on January 16th, ni- 2019, Kempson pled not guilty to murder, which... Who the fuck did he think he was? <laughs> I don't know. His identity during this time was still hidden until there was a decision made in order to give him a fair trial. And one man was actually prosecuted for breaching this order and he was sentenced to 350 hours of community service and New Zealand in New Zealand's money a $15,000 fine, which that's a I'm lot. actually surprised about that. Yeah. His name was Leo Malloy. And Kempson was denied the continuation of the gag order on December 22nd, 2020 by the Supreme Court, and he was formally identified. The Supreme Court also disclosed, disclosed, I'm sorry, I can't talk, that he was convicted of nine total charges of rape, sexual violation, threatening to kill, and assault in two sexual violence trials, none of which included Grace Mullane. So, this man was a fucking predator. Yeah, just, like, creeping. And this is literally what I, like,
0: what I'm afraid, not that I'm going on dating sites, but, like, this is what you think of when you go on dating sites. Like, you are scared to put yourself out there and try to meet people because of sickos like
1: this. Yeah, and you never really know someone. I'm sorry. No, you don't. So, there was public response to all of this, which we're going to get into a little bit. The Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, made a public apology to the Family of Grace during a press conference on December 10th. She said, quote, on behalf of New Zealand, I want to apologize. This is going to make me cry. Yeah. I want to apologize. Your daughter should have been safe here, and she wasn't. Which, I think that was such a beautiful thing to do for the family, because technically, How are they, how is New Zealand supposed to keep track of every person living in their country? You know, like, it wasn't really on them, but it, in a way, it was because no one wants people like that man living in their country. Yeah. Like, people like that shouldn't exist on this earth. I just wish every victim of
0: everything that's ever happened got the statement like that. Because that not, sadly not everybody gets the, this media coverage and that kind of attention and I mean it was beautiful but I wish every victim got that
1: yeah and it probably at least gave the family some reassurance that people are thinking about her and people do care that this happened yeah. you know so the University of Lincoln again which is where Grace went to school said the community was quote deeply saddened by her death December 10th through the f- Through the 13th, Auckland's Sky Tower and Harbor Bridge were lit up in a white ribbon shape to honor her, which again is beautiful. I feel like New Zealand did a beautiful job of memorializing her. Her, yeah. Yeah. Um, December 11th through the 12th, candlelight vigils were held around New Zealand.
0: So, now we're on to January 10th of 2019, Hundreds of people attended her funeral at Brentwood Cathedral in Essex, which is just a beautiful way to... I mean, I'm sure, you know, if she was there, she would have felt that she was so loved and mm-hmm. saw the love. hmm November of 2019, um, Radio New Zealand broadcaster Colin Peacock criticized the conduct of some foreign media. He argued that the breaches of the name suppression orders or the gag order mm-hmm. made it so defendants couldn't get fair trials, which I could see that side of it, too. Yeah. Like yeah. we said. The Otago Daily Times wrote of how Malene's murder murder case showed that, quote, in New Zealand, women are statistically more likely to be victims of violent crimes than men, which mm. that's just a stat, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, now we're going to move on to the trial and the appeals. On November 4th of 2019, um, trial and jury selection began. Kempson restated his non-guilty plea. Prosecution argued Kempson strangled Grace to death following a Tinder date. And after killing her, conducted internet searches on how to dispose of bodies, which he did. Facts. He did. Also viewed porn. Fact. As we mentioned. Okay, sorry, we had to take a little pause there because we are dying of heat exhaustion and we had to open the window, so if you hear some crickets, that's why. (laughs) So, back to the case. The prosecution also said that Kempson, uh, this is a quote, he calmly and callously disposed of Mulane's body and other evidence and then created a labyrinth of storytelling and lies to cover his tracks, which he did. Mm -hmm. Three other witnesses that he met on Tinder also testified. They said that he liked masochistic and bondage sex, including choking. So those are what they said, the Tinder date said when they were testified, when, when they testified against Kempson. CCTV footage was provided during the trial. Pathologist Simon Stables testified that a post-mortem examination of Malene's body had found bruising consistent with someone who had been restrained and asphyxiated.
1: Hmm. that's just i hope she was restrained like by choice yeah and like even if it was a trap and he made her think it was by choice yeah i hope it wasn't like she walked in the room and he literally like just fucking Attacked her even though i'm sure the whole thing was just brutal (sighs) i can't even think about it yeah The pathologist
0: also told told the jury that she was strangled and had bruises on her arms and chest, quote, consistent with being pinned down. Oh my god, poor girl. (sighs) Said considerable force would have been required, and the pressure on her neck must have lasted between four and five minutes to be enough to kill her.
1: Okay. That right there, he has no fucking argument to say it was an accident because to be literally four pressing on a human's neck, choking that a human, yeah, choking choking her for four to five minutes to be able to kill her, that was a conscious decision. That was a conscious decision. You mm-hmm. can't, you don't just do that to somebody. No, and just be like, and, oops. Yeah, and or do it for, like, se- like sexual pleasure and know that the, like, Not know that the person is dying Dying and not enjoying it. Yeah. Like, there's no fucking way. It seemed like he tested it,
0: you know, prior to her as well, so... Yeah. Or or backed out of it prior. Yeah. Yeah. And this is just a little side note, but the pathologist also noted that her blood alcohol concentration was over the legal driving limit. So, So, it is what it is. They drank.
1: Yeah. And I mean... But like I said, I wonder if that was part of the plan where he knew she'd be like more impaired, not as able, like not as strong to fight back, mm-hmm. or he was going to take advantage of that and, and wait until she, she passed out yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. So the defense argued that Grace's
0: death was the result of a consensual sexual, quote, misadventure between Kempson and Malene. That's just a poor excuse. I wrote
1: fucking gag me. <laughs> that's just a poor excuse that is i'm sorry how can the defense whoever was the defendant in this case live with themselves for even wording it that way i don't know a don't misadventure know a lot of defense. a misadventure i'd call it more than a misadventure even what? if it was a consensual consensual sexual thing that happened that turned into a miss like turned into an accident But like you know the point of when somebody's dead and dying yeah and to call it a misadventure poor wording poor wording sir that is awful or ma'am um the defense also said that Elaine
0: was interested in bondage and sadomasochism and had asked Kempson to choke
1: her during a consensual sex game which went wrong bullshit absolute bullshit (laughs) <laughs> and they're victim shaming. Yeah. That's that's trying to twist it on her, number one. Number two, a, a sex game that went wrong, then he would have called the police. You know, if it was an accident. Yeah, he would have called for medical attention.
0: He didn't. He buried her body. Um he they also said that um he tried to hide and bury her body because he panicked. <laughs> Sorry, when I panic, I don't hide a dead body.
1: No. That's... That is a damn shame. Yeah. That is a sorry fucking excuse for a human being is that that is. He is just an awful person.
0: Yeah. Um, so, pathologist Fintan Garavan said that her injuries were consistent with the Consensual Sex Act due to the lack of defensive wounds on Malaine's body which okay if it was consensual that's fine but there's a point of she, i'm sure she didn't want to die from it
1: and even if there was lack of defense wounds that could have been because she, passed she was out. so impaired like so like so drunk or yeah he choked her to the point where she couldn't defend herself she passed out yeah like, maybe she first thought, like, oh, this is, like, kind of strange. Oh, he's into this, whatever. Like, uh, this is me obviously speculating again, but, like, there's many different reasons why if there weren't defensive... She wouldn't mood. have been able to yeah. like, defend herself. Yeah.
0: Again. And obviously this is, you know, a frustrating trial and it had to have been looked into detail, so it, it lasted for three weeks.
1: And either way, they shouldn't be shaming this woman. She lost her life. Yeah. End of story. He buried the body. He went and got supplies. He covered it up. He went on a fucking Tinder date the next day and watched porn that night. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly, this man was not upset about what happened. No. Sickening. I know. So, November 22nd, 2019, the jury found him guilty. Quote, in New Zealand, murder carries a mandatory sentence of life imprisonment with minimum non-parole period of 10 years, except when such a sentence would be manifestly unjust, for example, mercy killings. And judges have discretion to order a longer non-parole period. That was a quote from Wiki. February 21st, 2020, Kempson was sentenced to life in prison with a minimum non-parole period of 17 years. He was jailed for 17 years to run concurrently with the other two sentences of 11 years. So I'm assuming that's through his other trials that happened with him. The being other nine, a incidents. fucking piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. March 18th, 2020, it was said that he was going to appeal his convic- conviction and sentence. Ugh. August 6th, 2020, the appeal hearing began in Auckland. December 18th, 2020, the Court of Appeal dismissed the appeal, (laughs) (laughs) and the Supreme Court ordered that name suppression should remain in place until a further court order. June 29th, 2021, quote, the Supreme Court dismissed Kempson's application for leave to appeal the verdict, thereby exhausting his legal avenues to overturn his conviction. Thank
0: God. Yeah.
1: And you shall stay there for life you sick man yeah a little bit of something happy because we always try to include this besides him being put away thank god an article from march 17th 2021 said that tinder is quote introducing a new safety measure that will allow people to carry out background checks on potential love interests which thank it's, you tinder for yeah, doing something it's about just that. really sad
0: that it has to get to that point but like it's good that the option's there now. yeah
1: and this includes Tinder in New Zealand as well. Like so I don't know.
0: That's really sad that it has gotten to that point because of sickos like him ruining it for people. But
1: I mean it's good to have a safe And that's just option. like I mean, obviously there's different levels to people being pieces of shit and to these people who care, sorry, if we're rocking back and forth <laughs> <laughs> The light keeps going out because it's, it's a sensor, sensor. <laughs> Um, to these people who carry out crimes like this, but I feel like he took Predator to another level because you're going, you're, he's doing it into a way where someone is so vulnerable. When you go into a dating site like that, that's so vulnerable, you're putting yourself out there to someone you've never met to yeah. potentially find love with this person mm-hmm. and, He completely took advantage of that and used it in such, like, a disgusting and just cruel way. Yeah. It's just... It's
0: just... Mind-blowing. I just can't even believe that, like, I don't know, that he got away with things prior to her as well. I
1: know. It's disgusting. I mean... All these uh, all these people that he affected, I just feel so sorry for all of them, including the previous victims
0: yeah,
1: including the woman he went on the tinder date with the next day like she she's probably beside herself knowing oh like, I'm never my doing God that again. yeah, that's like PTSD inducing yeah I just uh, this case was
0: a scary Horrible. one. yeah. it's like real life horror though. Like, not that all these cases aren't scary, but this is, like,
1: new what you hear about. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: don't do this on the internet because this will happen. Like, this is what happened.
1: Right. It's like when, I I mean, in the 90s, your parents would be like, and I mean, nowadays even, like, they're, they're still things that happen with kids like this where your parents are like, oh, don't talk to random people mm-hmm. in a chat room. This is, like, a level up from that. Oh, don't talk to people on a dating app. Like, that don't you've talk- never met, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even meeting someone at a bar and you're not meeting them over an app and you you can't do a background check on someone like that. Meeting someone at a bar nowadays, what if you're, what if, I mean, even he could have, for all we know, he could have spiked your drink. Yeah. You know, like, I think it's just so sad that, these are things that people have to worry about. I know, like I said, like, I feel like this was never...
0: It just keeps getting worse, I feel like, yeah. for people. Like, with technology and... I don't know. Yeah. Like, people... Our parents didn't have to worry about something like
1: this. Yeah, or it just wasn't as, like... Prevalent. Yeah. Yeah, like, more cases are
0: happening and... I don't know. It's, it's scary. just scary.
1: Obviously, there's a problem that needs to be nipped in the bud somewhere. I feel like there should be... In school from a very young age things put in place to teach people like kids coping skills and what's acceptable and what's not acceptable and just like little things like how to treat another fucking human being like things like that and obviously it's not gonna be the cure-all and help everyone because some some of these things happen because people have like severe mental illness or were born just severely fucked up, but yeah. it's, like, things should be put in place... To try to stop To try... Yeah. Yeah. It's, I like, agree. what's the harm in trying? And then there's all... I mean, tons of people now, like, even, like, I was thinking about it the other day about myself, but, like, in our age group, who still don't know how to cope with things... No. And so many more people, which is great, are in therapy... For things, but it's like if I had done this as a child, maybe I wouldn't be here now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if people knew how to cope all along, maybe it wouldn't be as bad. Yeah, I don't know. I, just the thought. I, I don't understand why something like that isn't put in place. I don't either. It's not like it's that
0: hard. <laughs> yeah.
1: I hope that made sense and I didn't just talk in circles. Might have been because I feel a little delirious.
0: (laughs) I think I'm going to pass out. I don't feel well. I'm glad we're (laughs) at the end of the case. Milk was a bad choice. that reminds me Sydney said that she always gets your funny movie quotes and I'm totally lost all the time. Do you know who I'm referring
1: to with that? No but you oh, said it before. Yeah I always say that I don't even drink milk. But okay. I know
0: and she's like I love that you don't know and, and Bryn just knows I'm like I don't fucking know any movie It's a
1: quote from Will Ferrell. Yeah that one. Uh, but okay before we wrap it up I want to quickly tell what happened with my dream. Oh yeah. Because I somehow just remembered this. So I had this dream two, probably, like, two weeks ago now, a week and a half ago now, I'm not sure, I had this dream that this girl that I went to high school with, who I literally have not seen since we graduated high school, have, like, talked to maybe here and there on Facebook comments and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I had this dream, and in it, I was at her wedding, and I remember so vividly this girl's wedding, and I remember being at the wedding it was in another country i remember all the colors the food was delicious like so i remember dancing and i remember thinking to myself wow that's so nice she invited me like i haven't talked to her in forever i can't believe i was invited to this mm-hmm. and then the next morning i woke up and i went on facebook which i never go on facebook and i saw that she posted she got married that night that's fucking weird. <laughs> okay so then it gets weirder so i was like debating do i message her do i message her i haven't talked to her in forever she's gonna think i'm a fucking weirdo no. like i'm just messaging her that i had this dream I'm whatever about you yeah so i message her and i tell her about the dream and that i felt like it was in another country and like the food was delicious and blah blah blah, blah, blah. so she ends up telling she ends up being like holy shit This is so strange. Like, this is so weird. Uh, We didn't even tell anyone we were getting married. So fucking weird. Because uh, they were getting married in another country. They got married in Costa Rica. They weren't telling anyone because they weren't even sure about when it would be able to happen because they were in another country. And then she was like, why have you been stalking (laughs) me? No, and then she was like in her I ended up like fully reading her post and she commented about how the how delicious the food was and this and that and I was like holy shit either number 1 I literally had a full blown premonition that she was getting married Mhm and my dream I get stuff like that through my dreams a lot with like premonitions and or visitations from spirit Yeah or number 2 I was actually at the motherfucking wedding. The and I astral projected there, and I was living my life in Costa Rica that night. Oh my god! I don't know which one it was. Maybe both. But oh my god! I I'm still mind blown because yeah, that's so strange. Yeah, and she was like, "I'm telling everyone this story." She told her twin sister Jess, who. Uh, wasn't actually able to be at her wedding because of covid and stuff but in my dream she was at the wedding oh
0: my god it was so
1: strange it was so strange that's really weird yeah yeah crazy so Can you astral happened. project
0: to like somewhere out like somewhere um like
1: cool i'm just going to be living my le- best life and, like, while, I we... <laughs> while i sleep
0: while i sleep what's that movie we watched about astral projection Behind Her uh, Eyes. Oh, Behind Her
1: Eyes. Good oh.
0: fucking movie, well, and I still think about it. It was a show. It. Oh, yeah. A show. short series. It was but a you Netflix. might have just ruined it for
1: everyone. Why? Because, yeah, I'm not going to say it. I didn't say anything. It's <laughs> only the premise of the movie. No, it's good, though. I, that didn't give away anything. <laughs> okay. No, it's good. Yeah, you guys should check it out if yeah. you haven't yet. Kelsey and I were both just staring at each other at the end of the movie with our mouths open, and we were like, in silence. What? Yeah, and then we were just like, what the fuck? Can't believe what it's over. What the fuck? And we were freaking out, and we went to bed. And yeah. I had a little bit of a hard time falling asleep that night, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, it was weird.
0: <laughs> it was definitely weird. Yeah.
1: But, All yeah, right. that's this week's episode. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you, guys. Thank- we will talk to you next week. Thanks for not only listening to our case, but to us bullshit. Because, you know, we're just bullshitters. <laughs> no, can't bullshit,
0: bullshit a bullshitter.
1: I know that movie quote. I don't even know where that's from. <laughs> you can't bullshit a bullshitter. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> people just say that. No, that's a movie quote. No. <laughs> what movie? Um, You're putting me on the spot now. Oh, my God. I can't online there. See, you don't even I can't online there. Yes, I do. Can't bullshit unlie a bullshitter. Lie. I think it's role models. We're not I think it's role <laughs> models. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Kelsey, talk. Bullshit. While I find, while I look this up, because um, I think it's role models. I don't. I've never even seen role models. Why you would I know that? Bullshit. Yes, I have. Uh, bu- And I it's the lady with the I short swear blonde I have hair. A I forget probably. her name.
0: <laughs> my brain sometimes, I swear, just doesn't work. I told Sydney, who's my best friend. She is the one that has to remember everything of our childhood because I've known her since we were in kindergarten
1: because I can't remember anything. <laughs> Role models. It has to be from somewhere else. No, it's from the movie Role Models. I definitely didn't and watch that movie. And it's that woman. You would know her if you saw her. I can't think of her actual name on the top of my head right now, but it's the lady with, like, the short hair, and she she's fucking funny, and she always plays those, like, Hilarious roles where she's talking very serious, but it's funny. Um, uh, we'll look it up after. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, have a good week. Bye. Bye.